This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 HQ. Post-credit scene podcast. So we are a 14 HQ original. We are live today recording. It's good to be back in the studio. Yes, sir. Shout out to Kyle. You know the vibes every time. How are you, bro? Kyle is good. <laughs> Kyle's good, so I'm good. Estelle, how are you? Feeling wavy? Estelle's wave, guys. Wavy. Estelle's wave. Yes. <laughs> come on, come on. What were you doing last night, Estelle? Come on, man. You know the vibes. We need to bring we need to bring house parties. How, how, how cool yeah, is you? Yeah, man, facts. No, how cool is you? All right, you're trying to get all the information. <laughs> bro, bro. Manny, I, I, Manny's I, moving like TMZ, bro. Trust me. Manny so, said, trying to get the scoop. Man, man said, how cozy. I still was in the Daily Paper as well, looking all flavoursome and that. Yeah, man. Cheers. Get, you know uh, get in the shot quick. Get, uh, get the shot quick. No, no. Kame. I feel like this is a HR moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about... We're, we're going to talk about uh, some of the TV shows and films we've been watching over the last two to three weeks. There's been a lot of film and TV out. Obviously, we spoke about the writer strike in our last episode, and we still stand with the writers and the actors um, in terms of, of what they're demanding and what they feel like they need. So in terms of our stance on that, that hasn't changed. Um, we're looking to do maybe do an episode on that at some point, I think. you know, oh, just, yeah. to, just to further deep dive, gain more perspectives, um, and hopefully the strike can it, come to... It would be cool to get like point. a director or a producer on for that one. Depends if they're allowed to talk on certain things and do their unions are. I know the UK unions are different to the American unions, but mm. yeah, it would be good to, to further deep dive into it. Um, mm. Hopefully, they can come to a mutual agreement at some point, which benefits both actors and writers. Um, so we won't need to deep dive into it, but it's still an important discussion to have all the same. Manny, you look like you was about to say something. Mm-mm. Nah. No, Ignore me. Tiredness, I hear you, I hear you. And you don't drink coffee anymore, so... Yeah, I try not Why? to. It's not good for me, no. That's true, man. Mm. You're a better man than me. Anyway, um, let's just get into it, man. Um, Manny, how are you firstly? Um, I'm, I'm all good. Um, horrible, horrible summer, weather-wise. Yeah. But still got to make the most of it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, man. But yeah, I'm I'm a good. I'm healthy. Life's good. Family's good. So can't complain. Cool. And uh, we've got a surprise guest in the building. This is actually <laughs> this is actually our guest for the episode today. Surprise <laughs> guest. Uh, our guest is Jason. Round of applause. Oh, yeah. oh, wow! Wow! This must have been coordinated. No, has to be. No, it was all off the cuff. All the way from Germany, oh, wow. Milton Keynes. Uh, Jason, uh, introduce yourself, man. How are you? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been good, man. I've been, uh, I've been stuck in a hyperbolic chamber. Mm-hmm. Man said silo, you know, crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's because the the uh, the the uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> I love he, it. He's, he's definitely talking about Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you know, you know type of thing, innit? Yeah. I know, but what you doing? Nah, but I've been good. I've been good. Uh, good to be back, and I'm ready to pod. Man. I mean, it's good to be on the pod, obviously, uh, for your Oh, yeah, appearance. yeah, first time. Right, 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 uh, right, right, right. Glad to meet you all, guys, for, for the first time. Right, right, good right, to meet right. you, man. So, yeah. you, you look similar to somebody that used to be on the pod. You used to, you used to have longer hair. Yeah. Very good. Some might say they cloned him. Who ah. <laughs> 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 cloned Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Good one, good one. Not bad at all for I me. I love that. Uh, and uh, Hus. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good, baby. I'm good, man, I'm good. Um, it's always beautiful to see everyone here. So, yeah, man, let's get it cooking. How about you guys? How are you feeling, bro? I'm all right. I've been watching some 
I've been watching a lot of stuff, um, working as always, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to enjoy summer uh, the best I can. Good, trying. Yeah, no, you have to, man. Yeah. And still managing to make it happen. So I'm, I'm blessed, highly favoured. Here to talk some uh, some some TV mm. man and some film. Um, I'm gonna throw the throw the rock to you, Manny. Yes, sir. You're gonna be point guard for today. You're gonna set the offense and tell us what you've been watching. Give us something you've been watching, why you've enjoyed it, and it may align with something that some of us have been watching. I don't know. You can feel free to start the start the game. Um, I wanna I'm gonna start with something that um I feel like all of us have watched and it's not very highly regarded. Ah, oh, we go. We got. So, so let's 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 get the get the, the <laughs> negative out of the way first. Uh, so Secret Invasion. Interesting. Uh, why that? Why that? Uh, what's negative? Um, did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. It was uh, okay. It was. Let, let me let me not act like it's the worst thing I ever, I ever watched. It was it was okay? It was. Um, that machine Hulk. I feel like um, that that does that doesn't <laughs> that's, 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 that's not that's not much to say, cheer about, bro. Yeah. And it's not that much better than the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that much better than the Hulk. Okay. I like I'm gonna let you land, and I'm gonna tell you why I disagree. Um. So yeah, uh, Secret Invasion. Um, again, I thought, I thought it was okay. Probably, um, probably do ratings after oh. everyone gives gives the piece. Yeah. Um, I think my problems with it is probably that. Well, what is it about first? Uh, so Secret Invasion is about um, essentially um, a secret scroll invasion. Uh, with um, we at the, at the start of the story, we believe that there's like X amount of scrolls within the planet Earth, which I think was like a few dozens mm. to our understanding at this point. Yeah. And then. Um, Samuel, ja Samuel Jackson's character Nick Fury fucking almost forgot his name <laughs> discovers <laughs> there's a lot of characters to remember yeah discovers there's actually a million scrolls um, scattered all over um, the globe. by Talos uh, by, by, by Talos um, shout out to Ben Mendelsohn by the way superb act oh, really good actor hopefully yeah. back by the way uh, uh, never uh, know with MCU you never know yeah I don't know that like, you know he could have been a different or yeah. yeah I don't know but obviously we, we and we didn't see where the body went well, she took his her dad's body, but I I didn't see it. But anyways, but, 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 but yeah, um, so yeah, um, and, and the plot of the story is essentially that there's, um, well, Nick Fury promised the scrolls there's gonna find a new planet for them, mm. um, and that was like thirty years prior. Ninety four, so yeah, it was after Sh Captain shortly Marvel. after Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, ever since then, like quite a lot of few things happened, but ultimately he didn't find a new planet for them. Yeah, and now the scrolls um, led by uh, Gravik. Gravik, thank you. Played by. Kingsley Benadir, really good actor. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. Um, the guy from Barbie. Uh, essentially, re rebellion is probably not the right word, but essentially want, wanting to take over. Hostile, hostile takeover. Takeover is a nice word, um, isn't it? Of the planet. Um, they've got quite a few scrolls that have taken the identity of some um, some leaders. Diplomats. Some world, world leaders, yeah. yeah. Some world, world leaders. Um, and some of the Avengers as well. So, some, which Avenger? Rhodey. Is Rhodey an Avenger? Yeah. Yeah. He's War Machine. He's part of the, yeah. Okay. Avenger, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's part of it's like, You don't see him as the core, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's an Avenger. Nah, he's like part of the. the, the, the no, no. The second unit. He's yeah, yeah, second yeah. unit. No, no, I, I hear him, but he's a role player. Call him yeah. like a. Yeah. Like a yeah. He's a second unit player. Yeah, like a supply teacher. Okay, yeah, second unit. Teaching assistant. Okay. I think we're all saying the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so when the whole story unravels, okay, and my grips with it is probably that one. I feel like the, I don't know, I just don't, like, I, f I feel like it sh they should have won, the score should have won, based on who would have coming up against, um, like, you you have all these powers and you're still losing. Um, I didn't like the fact that towards the end, um, it's not that I disliked it, just a lot, final fight wasn't enjoyable. 
with um with using the DNA or so many different um hated it. Yeah, yeah you know the, the, what? It wasn't it. my favorite. I hated it. Like the, the Generally, fact, I hated it. The, the, yeah. the fight Worst itself wasn't enjoyable. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like how easy it was for for her to Kaya to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, <sighs> it ruined it, bro. The thing is, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. I think it started off very well. I think it started off very yeah. uh, slowly and had the tone of a spy espionage thriller, which you know is going to tell a very slow story. It's not going to rely on tons and tons of action per se because it's a spy spy thriller, right? And we're meant to be eased into the story. I think some of the acting at the beginning was very good as well. Samuel Jackson was super was was good. I would say I think Olivia Coleman is Olivia Coleman. Yeah. And I think she was she was superb throughout. And I would have loved to have seen more of her if anything. Interestingly, yeah. I, I saw something on TikTok where she's related to one of these soldiers that was fighting with Captain America in First Avenger. Uh, oh. Which is quite cool. Um but yeah, I think it started off very well and very well paced. I didn't like that they killed Maria Hill, but it kind of added some kind of stakes, I guess, to the story. But as it went on, and especially the last episode, it kind of just ruined everything that they, did, that they had built up to prior to, due to the fact they just gave us the typical last act or last episode fight scene. And it had no stakes to me. It, I didn't feel yeah, anything. I didn't feel it didn't matter to me. I didn't care. didn't really care about Gaia. Uh, I thought Kingsley Benadir's character had some heart to it. Um, yeah. Gravik and, you know, the, the the poignancy of his story where he's felt he's been let down by essentially a father figure was really, really cool. And they ruined it for me, basically, by just making this some sort of CGI fight fest, which is something that they mocked in She-Hulk, like, two, uh, two series ago. So it's kind of like you've just kind of, I don't know, Marvel just seemed in a bit of a, a mess right now. And then, then they bring out the Loki trailer and everyone's happy again. So, but I don't know. Just... Sorry, Randall, what was the series in between She-Hulk and... I'm not even sure if there was one. I can't remember. You know. Okay, okay. There hasn't been. There's, has there been one this year? After She-Hulk, has there been a show this year? I don't think there has been. You know, yeah. was, was the last one. Okay. Ms. Marvel was. Sorry, um, Ms. Marvel yeah. was before She-Hulk. Before yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. I don't think it's been yeah. a show this year. She-Hulk was the last one. Anyway. So um, obviously, this being the first of this year, and you know, the trailer looked really good. The series started well, and it just didn't live up to the expectations. It gave me Moon Knight vibes. You know, <clears throat> do you know how like we'll just like every episode of with. Moon Knight, we were just waiting for, we're like, oh, cool. you know what, you know what, next one, they set up really well, they set up really well, da, da, da. and I feel like you're absolutely right, like, it started good, you know, and Nick Fury, like, I love, you know what it is, yeah, I just love Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, like, I just, like, he's part of, like, 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 the few actors that are born to play, like, a certain role, and he's born to play that role, and... And then they give him a squirrel wife, and uh, he has yeah. to kiss her in the last episode, and it looks, so just look, yeah, don't know. And it's mad, but uh, I'll say, by the way, like, he kissed her, so he avoided kissing her when she was in her normal skin, and then kisses her right at the end, and they've been married for, like, 20 years. He's still the bad guy, like, that. that's... <clears throat> oh, but anyways, that's, like, besides the point, but... Yeah. but I just thought it was, I think you're right. I think it started off really well. I think the story be being told was strong enough to have a better actual series. And then uh, the second to the last episode when Gravik um, started just killing his own people, that made no sense to me. That, that felt hella out of character. Yeah, that made no sense to me. Like he didn't, his, we, we only had what, eight apps? The reason, six, the reason, it, the yeah, reason, it, the reason it felt out of character is because they they gave us a story of an invasion on Earth in six episodes. That has to be a ten episode series, exactly. Minimum, exactly. And by the way, you, you you made a comment earlier and you said that you didn't like that they lost so easily. 
all right i think what they were trying to portray at the end which is the only thing that i kind of liked was that the scrolls didn't lose not because, the scrolls because, got gavik with gavik lost the yeah Garvik. but I, I i'm saying he didn't lose because he was able to turn like a certain amount of scrolls that we know of right but if there is a million scrolls already embedded in or some on uh earth then there could be another hundred thousand that have the same mindset as him so but i don't think they done well to showcase that at the end like yo there's still a continued threat here you know i think they they pretty much said oh yeah grab <coughs> dead threat's gone but from what i know from the from the what the director was saying is that they were trying to use roadie as like to imply that to imply that there's like a wider issue that's the worst it. thing they've ever done by making him a score by the way yes horrible because it, it, it kind of puts so many things in, in before it's horrible yeah man <sighs> it's just poor no 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 because like i think we're probably going to say the same thing it's just poor like in the sense of making Rody a scroll it just kind of like puts all the emotional i guess impact that we had like for the previous films kind of like renders it useless a little bit 100 it does puts into question especially like um yeah uh iron man's funeral kind of like just makes it weightless well he didn't like confirm confirm he, he no, semi-confirmed no, no, no. Yeah. but but even the implication is bad enough in it's my bad. opinion yeah, yeah, it yeah. is bad enough um, yeah. the yeah. scene with iron man at the end when uh when he's dying and he's like got it yeah um exactly. the scenes with um what's gomorrah's sister's name again sorry uh, nebula nebula the scenes yeah. with nebula where they kind of like had a bond and they were working together all of those yeah. just felt it just now yeah, means just, nothing exactly it means nothing and then yeah it's just it's a shame because they had a they had a potential really good story there. Uh, there's something. <clears throat> let's talk about some things I did like. I did enjoy uh, some of the scenes with Rhodey and Nick Fury. You know, the, uh, there was a particular yeah. scene where they were sitting in, in. I think it was like a bar, and they was just they was having that like, sort of a an understanding of. Oh, you, you know, I'm a black man. You're a black man. We need to support each other. We need mm. to support each other. And it, it was a different kind of Rhodey to the Rhodey we had known. So mm. it kind of became obvious that he was a scroll, but. I really enjoyed their interactions and just the quality of the acting, the quality of the dialogue, you know. Um, and that kind of led towards, spoke towards, sorry, shall I say, what I was talking about in terms of the first couple of eps felt really good. It did, man. Um, the scene with Ben Mendelssohn's character, Talos, and Gravik, when Gravik was explaining why he's doing what he's doing, uh, I think it was the episode after, another really good scene of tense dialogue and building up tension through the camera work and the dialogue. To, to do that final CGI fight fest just... It just rendered all of that useless. You know, <clears throat> sorry, you mentioned about, um, you know, like what I liked as well is even though I didn't like that Rody was a scroll, or at least they could have I implicated that it was like sooner, as in like, yo, it happened last year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, if it but, happened after, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But um, I did like that the scroll was a, was an, a woman. Because the director came out <coughs> and, and said that, like, what does gender have to do with it? They're scrolls. They're not humans, right? So for... for, for, uh, uh, for, for kind of like yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a skin, you know, it's a mask. It doesn't matter, like, what they are. Uh, do you know what I mean? And I kind of like that because it, like it was like a political nod, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense mm. do you know what i mean but it doesn't have to be political you know um so yeah i i did i did like that touch there cool. i just think um and one other issue i had was the whole like turning scrolls who are essentially mirroring immigrants 
into terrorist, like the undertone of it just doesn't read well. However you read it, yeah. it just it just yeah, doesn't. doesn't the optics aren't good. Yeah, optics for aren't the story good. of. <laughs> well, I know set in Russia, by the way. As always. Which... Yeah, but. No, as in, I believe um, this is a bigger issue of America always making Russian yeah. villains in every film for in the past every film, years. and even now it's super hot now. You know what I mean? Okay, like, like I just I don't know, man. Just it, like, like, look. Let's give our let's give our ratings. Let's give our ratings. Let's give our ratings. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Manny, over to you. Five point five. Huh? Uh, Huss. Yeah, five six. Uh, Jess. Five. Uh, I'll give it a high five. High five. I'll give it a high five, like a five, nine, five, six, five, eight. Um, just because of the first couple of episodes mm. for me were really good. The quality of the acting as well. I think Olivia Coleman, by the way, stole the show. In, in my opinion. She was so good. And, and, and by the way, the visuals, I think, were dope. Really? I think that's how they wanted Captain America. It had, a, it had, the, thing it had that darker tone feeling. Yeah, of did, a, man. And just, in terms of terms of aesthetics, it had that that sort of tone. It wasn't as glossy as a Miss Marvel or exactly. a She-Hulk. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And, and I feel like that's how they wanted the the, um, the Falcon series to to, um, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on, man. Um, Before we move on, talking of Olivia Coleman, you're gonna have to help me. Oh, you want to go there? No, you want to go somewhere else? I don't mind, man. You talk. I, I, I thought it was like a, it would be a good. That segue. was a good. That was a. That, that, they, it wasn't a bad segue. Yeah, talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. The ball's still in your hand. You're still controlling sure. the play. You're um, still a uh, point guard. So Olivia Colman is in an episode of The Bear, um, ah. episode seven. Yeah, yeah, she's in episode seven. She's, she's only she's only in one season. Two. Yeah, season two. Um, and we'll talk more about the series, but I just want to quickly talk about that episode uh, particularly. Um, the episode seven, which has uh, Mam and Ben, Ben Richie, yeah. What's what's his? Uh... Oh, uh... <sighs> I know his name is no. Um... Uh, e- Eben Eben Moss. Backrack. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't want to butcher it. Can I just say he's uh, he's been linked to being involved in the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four? Yeah. Um, and he's a superb actor. Like he's really good. He's yeah, really, he's, really good. He's really good, um, man. But, but Manny, just the, talk to us about. Yes. I know that episode was the one that really captured your yeah deserves the wait no i don't think that's fair for you to do that bro i don't think it's fair for you to go straight the reason i say that is only because um i want to know why you you managed to binge watch this episode quite quickly quickly obviously we were speaking about the bear why what what about the show got you into it and then maybe go into the episode sure i can let's talk about from season one um again shout out to you guys and tuds you also um convinced me to watch the session also got me to watch the bear um and to me, friend of the show, shout out to Tuds. Uh, and it was fairly easy for me to get into the bear. Mm. Um, if you uh, haven't watched it, it's essentially about um, a a chef that worked for a Michelin star restaurant. Eventually, takes over his brother's um, um, restaurant that recently passed away. Event is obviously making changes to the restaurant with the same staff members they had before. He has another uh, person called um, Sydney um, and then and to the beer. Round of applause. All right. Yes. That is that. Yeah. She's also in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Killed it. But yeah. Yeah. So, and essentially, the story is just about, I guess, the chaotic manner of running a restaurant while trying to balance your very, very messed up life um and uh and the show is not just focused on the main character that's played by jeremy allen and white um it's also about um, the, the characters in the background the the other chefs and and the baker so on and so forth and also some of the family members um we get some um, dedicated episodes to a few different characters in season two 
but yeah, so the um the season is very very chaotic. Um, it's the most probably one of the most chaotic um shows that I've watched. Like it's constantly like it's like you're constantly on drugs watching it. Like it, it's always hype uh, from scene to scene. And to me, I feel that it takes a lot of energy and focus from each actor to perform um, such scenes with so much intensity uh, throughout. With sometimes not even moments to to to, to take a breath in mm-hmm. in between scenes. Um. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a re- it's a really well written show, and, and the character developments throughout um, season one and season two, I feel like is very well taken care of. Can I can I pause you there? The reason I am so impressed with the character development in the episodes is because they only give us thirty minutes per episode, yep. minutes, yeah. so that isn't much time to really show the growth of a person or a character. Mm. Yet they really manage to do it in in each episode. So, for example, Tina is obviously the best example yep. of somebody that was a an abrasive, difficult character who was stuck in her ways. I didn't want to conform to the new ways of the, of the beef at the time. That's what it was called. Um, but slowly but surely, she starts to learn and develop and grow an understanding with her fellow chefs and starts to say, yes, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Like, like obviously, she's, uh, she's I don't want to uh, incorrectly identify her, but she's Latin, Latino. Latino, yeah. Latino. Um, so she can't, she can't say chef. So she says, yes, Jeff. And it's... Um, <laughs> No, and, ev- and eventually leads to her saying Jeffrey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's That's um, sick. <laughs> but yeah, her development, for example, for me was really, really good. So yeah, I just wanted to, to, to touch on that. But but yeah, I think I think that comes from the um, the intention that the writers have within each character is to be able to give cause and effect in pretty much every single scene they have. Because obviously, character character development is important because from a character going from A to C. The most important part is what happens in B, and I think they do quite. They take quite a lot of time um, looking after what happens in B. So even scenes that take a moment, we will see um, why. For for example, start of the season, we see uh, uh, Carmen, who um, is the protagonist of the show. Uh, he comes into a whole new restaurants, and people are not necessarily. Um, taken by his changes he comes from a mission star restaurant them are fairly more relaxed and he's got the first episode's called system so they have a system and he's trying to change the system and obviously with that comes conflict so on and so forth but then on the back of that you see why these changes work for them and we see get scenes of them improving as chefs yeah. even if it's like a look or even if it's like oh them admiring like new cookware or them not tasting some things like oh it's better than what i did before he proved himself to them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then with that you see the understanding of why they are more taken by him and, and get more comfortable by him. And with that, we see like even small, small developments. But yeah, even though it's only 30 episodes and it's quite quite a big-ish cast, because like 10 plus people that you have to look after, like every single scene, I feel like it's done with the intention of, I'm looking after this character, I'm looking after this yeah. character's development. Talking, Jason, to, um, talking to Disney Plus, who we worked with on the screening for For The Tell Plus. them I want royalties. Shout out to them. <laughs> I want royalties, I'm not joking. <laughs> Must be, must be promoting it for for donkey stuff. <laughs> anyway, go on. Well, to be fair, you, you should have definitely been there because I, I they showed the first four episodes of season two. I hadn't obviously uh-huh. seen it, um, but when talking to them there, they were doing um, uh, surveys, and I asked them why they're doing surveys, and, and they were like, because they bought obviously it's to bear on FX, right? And they FX bought yeah, and they bought uh, FX and. Um, there's a few projects which I think there's one that we watched a couple of years ago when Disney bought Fox uh, the one with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck the oh film. Uh, I know what you're talking about good film the, yeah the last the last, last film. Film. yeah really good film yeah so there was like a there, there was like a few things films and series about, about Disney Plus like shelved mm-hmm. you know and the bell was actually one of them that, that, that's what she um, told me so like they had it for time 
but they were just like, okay, do we, you know, do we uh, uh, put out stuff? I've got a criticism of Disney. I don't think they've promoted it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So like, she was saying to us like, but it was it was more of like a beta test because if because they haven't put any money behind it because they didn't shoot it in the in the in the the, the thingy the first place, right? So now they're saying like, yo, see, um, a season three, but not only gonna back bear season three. But they're also going to put loads of money behind similar productions and production companies um, to make also those those type of series. And what that told me, yeah, and it was me and uh, and Bob and we were talking about it. It told us that Disney Plus was still figuring out what kind of series they want. That's not going to be Marvel or Star Wars or blah blah blah. I think they're still fi- I still uh, they're, they're still trying to figure out their Netflix originals, their Apple TVs. Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I'm saying? They're still figuring it out. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, well, yeah, they're no offense, they're behind, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's just a point that I want to bring up. Uh, before we go into season two, Jason, just any thoughts on the Bear as a whole? Obviously, I know you watch it as well. So. Oh yeah, the Bear. I mean, my kind of like put it perfectly. Just like how well and you actually for that matter how they're just able to focus like within that half an hour able to tell a clear narrative like beginning middle and end and like as a writer or even as kind of like a whole production team like who's working on it that's such a difficult thing to kind of like convey Mm. and like with the amount of characters that they have because they focus on so many people and to make it memorable as it is and then like just to add to the chaos uh, point that you mentioned like um I can't remember if it was the director who was saying this, but what they tried to do was actually mirror how busy an actual kitchen is. Yeah, you can see that. Like the high-class Michelin restaurants, the um, the intensity, the chaotic not is is very you know true to real life. Jeremy Allen White did a uh, he did some training for like a couple of months prior yeah. to exactly yeah, yeah. prior to the start of Love. season one. He did some training. A, f- a, f- a few of them did as well. Even uh, Will Porter's character. You was working at don't, don't even get me. Don't even get me started. Uh, yeah, I and love him. You know, just to add as well, because I only found out recently. So the character plays, um, is it Feck? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I seen him on my TikTok recently. He's chefing he, up. He's, he's, he's a chef. Like he's he's, a, he's, he's chef. the only one that's an actual chef. Man, yeah, like Fack. That's my guy, chef. man. Like, that's my guy, um, Neil Fack. Like I, I just, I just love like all these kind of like where it's like they truly care about what they're, they're making it. They're not making it. In a sense of like, you know, just to throw an example in there, you've got The Office where it's just like, it's a sitcom about an office, but it's not really about The Office, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas The Bear is, well, it's classed as a comedy. I doubt, well, it's, 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 yeah. it's funny, but um, kind of like, it's so the, the fact that it's in a restaurant is not just a setting. It's like, you know, the beef or which is now the bear is almost its own character. And it's definitely exactly a character. Like, it's hundred percent yeah. a character. Yeah, um, and, and that's a point that I spoke about, um, which which I saw in the last episode of season two. Mm. The essence of the bear of the beef is still in the bear. Yes, yeah. despite the new kitchen and the new restaurant floor and the new clientele, the essence is still within the characters that are there that are running the restaurant. This is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by Fourteen HQ. So yeah, the premise of season two of The Bear, uh, it follows up season one where they found a ton of money that was left behind from, I'm going to assume it was Mikey's money, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Mikey's money. Yeah, I, I can't remember much of season one, so I just, uh, it was a, well, I can't remember the particular ending. But yeah, there was money left over. They're going to rebuild the beef into The Bear. They're going to make it a new restaurant. They get some backing from their uncle. 
the name has left me but they get money some money uh in terms of backing from their uncle as well uh and it's season two is kind of like the characters all go on their own journey yeah yeah um kami meets the former love of his life claire called claire claire bear um tina goes into culinary school school. um Marcus goes over to Denmark to learn how to to bake and well not learn how to bake but to further develop his baking skills. So all the characters kind of go on their own journeys, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of brings them all back together once the once the bear is ready to go, which is really really cool. I kind of liked how. So some people have criticised, and I say some people, a few, not too many, have said, "Oh, season two starts off quite slow," um, and I kind of like that they did that because it yep. gave some more time for further development, but development individually rather than season one where they were all packed into with this small beef and it was kind of like chaotic. They all go on their own journeys. Um, kind of like the opposite of how like the first episode of season one started. It's like very calm, kind of like, I mean, still chaotic, but very calm. So maybe that's why mm. people criticize it. Cause it's really was season one somewhere else or, or were they both on Disney Plus initially? No, there's still Disney Plus. Disney so, Plus. It was, so the actual show was aired on Hulu, which is yeah, 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 and Hulu is owned by Disney, but because of licensing issues and whatnot, it came later on into Europe and UK and nice. stuff like that. Right, cool. um, so what we'll do to get through this fairly quickly, Jason, talk to me about episode three, and the reason I'm asking you if you can remember much of it is because as episode I particularly want to talk about, and as episode I know he wants to talk about. Do you remember much of episode? Because for me, anyway, episode three, episode three was the episode with uh, Marcus, Marcus went to Denmark, Denmark. Oh, and I think that was such a beautifully shot episode with some great scenes and great acting. Great no, when I say great acting, anyway, uh, okay. what were your thoughts well, on episode three? Okay, cool. So just to kind of rebut your point about great acting, I think it's just a thing to notice that, or note, I should say that the acting in every single episode has been fantastic mm. and it, when we are saying great acting at this point we're going to use that word so much because it's going to become redundant just how yeah, great yeah, the yeah, acting yeah. has been but for uh, episode three so as guys were saying so uh, marcus goes over to copenhagen copenhagen man uh to visit fun fact it's kind of shot near one of the offices of the company that i work for Okay. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, it was weird seeing it. Okay, you were like, oh, I know this oh, place. Recognize. Leonardo meme. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> you like, um, so throughout the bed, they go to like restaurants uh, yeah. at different times, and people like post Instagram posts of, in this what episode, he went to events yeah. like, uh, I think it was a donut he had in, 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 in Copenhagen. Mm. And then someone, I saw the Instagram post of someone posting, this is where Marcus got it. Oh, shit. I've, yeah. I've been loving this. By the way, Marcus, well. super. Marcus, um, so Marcus played by Lionel Boyce, formerly of Golf Wang, Tyler Creators crew and stuff like that. Um, his character, he's kind of like, from what I, like, even from season one, he's kind of like a protege like Kami's little protege in terms of like baking and stuff like that because it's something that he's all of a sudden found a passion in and like throughout the seasons of season one up until season two he's developed his craft and in episode three in particular where he goes to um, Copenhagen and I'm forgetting Will Poulter's character's name Luca Luca yes to kind of like study under him uh, I find I found that episode like incredibly beautiful because not only were the visuals absolutely stunning as you were saying but the conversations that were had between marcus and all of the characters that were in it so like just to kind of like before he even meets luca he's yeah, yeah. um he's speaking to sid um on facetime facetime 
And then it kind of like just talking about it and you kind of like see more about uh, Marcus's life. Like, so he's been caring for his grandma. Yeah. And like... It's the first time we get to see that he kind of has, to my memory, he kind of has feelings for Sid as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, kind of like there have been moments throughout the first season. This is probably the first season, especially when they're kind of like opening up to each other about like, um, or Marcus is opening up to her about like his... Um, grandma and how he's a little bit worried and how he's constantly texting the the caregiver for his grandma and stuff like that and it kind of like shows like there's a little bit of a nice juxtaposition because marcus when he is baking he's very delicate and it kind of like speaks to his character in general where he's like very delicate with the people that he cares about like his grandma the nurse he's always texting he's always that and then when he's now like learning after uh, or studying under Luca, you know, he's intrigued, full of interesting questions and stuff like that. Asking him, like, look, how'd you get so good at this? What do you do? And the conversations that they have between each other, right? Which I think you guys might mention later on as well. So, like, Luca tells uh, Marcus a story about, like, how he thought he was the best. Until um, he met Kami. Until he met Kami, essentially, right? And he was like, until I met another chef. And, you know, the chef was twice as fast twice as good like he was just intense intense and he's kind of like the reason why i got so good was just by being next to him and learning that i'm not the best wherever i'm gonna be like and that's okay and he's comfortable with not being the best because he doesn't want to be kami who is intense and chaotic and exactly has so much going on in his head and I love the kind of like the the Scotty Pippen reference that they have between. Yeah, those yeah. are basketball references too. Yeah, yeah. basketball references. But um, yeah, it's like episode three was was fantastic. But I will say not my favorite episode. And I think you guys are. All right, let me fly through episode six. Quick one on Honey Dude episode. What I enjoy the most about the episode is when he's having a conversation with Luca and Marcus. I cannot tell you anything about the dialogue because I can't remember. I just remember how I felt watching it. It, it was like felt so peaceful. Like the dialogue wasn't anything like crazily good there was no, nothing was, yeah but it's just like it was just so calming and and comfortable and and nice and 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 this is probably just like the simplest way i can describe it it was just a nice episode just a nice feeling watching those two having such a casual conversation and me being so engaged with, within it mm-hmm. and i think i don't think that's an easy thing to do like sometimes you want to be engaged and you want to like your your brain to be working yeah but no. now I'm, I'm just comfortable watching um the scene but yeah lo- lo- lovely scene sorry no. go on Oh, good man. Um, episode six for me <laughs> is my favorite. Um, it's a Christmas episode, it's a throwback episode, and it's also the longest episode of any of the two episodes in the two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour, all the others are roughly 30 to 35 minutes, maybe a bit less or a bit more. Um, and it's a throwback episode essentially of the Bizarro family, who is Kami's family. So, Kami, Sugar, and Michael are siblings. Um, Richie is their cousin and this episode just takes you back into their Christ- one of their Christmas dinners where it's and it's called Seven Fishes so it's episode Fishes the f- it's just called Fishes, fishes every, every episode is only one word Fishes my bad apologies um, and it's a star-studded cast Jamie Lee Curtis is a guest appearance uh, Bob Odenkirk Sarah Poulter um, is, are the three that I can remember but there's so many more guest appearances from who used to be on SNL which um, escaping my mind but essentially everything we Everything that had we had spoke about, where we said this season was so calm and tranqu- tranquility and peaceful, mm-hmm. this episode just completely throws you into the chaos of the Bizarro family and kind of explains why Kami, Michael, 
and sugar to a lesser extent are the way they are. It gives yes. you the context, yeah. the context and the backstory to explain why their lives are sort of so messed up, especially Kami's and especially Mikey's. Um, their mum, who's played by Jamie Lee Curtis, superbly, she's gonna, she, I'm sure she got uh, Emmy nomination for her performance. She is superb in this. Bob Odenkirk as well, his scene yep. with Mikey, mm -hmm. played by uh, John Berthnell. One of the craziest but yet funniest scenes. Um, we get context behind Mikey, who is essentially a drug addict. Uh, and he can't control his emotions when he's high. Yes. Their mother is also an alcoholic and she has definitely has mental health issues. Yeah. And it explains why, again, as I said, Kami is the way he is. It's just such a chaotic, frantic, yet thrilling episode. They give us do give us moments of peace and sort of that tranquility I spoke about. So the scene with Sarah Paulson, the auntie, and, and um, Kami, where she kind of says, come to New York. And yeah, that was right. one of the more quiet moments. And the start of the episode as well with the three siblings. Mm. Um, and the grace. And the grace. The grace. As yeah. you, I know you like, you know, mm, I know you really appreciated the grace. Ooh, yeah. um, but I wanted to fly through that. But that is one That is one of the best episodes of TV I've seen this year, yeah. bar none. Um, Manny, over to you for episode seven, man. Um, yeah, episode seven, Forks. Um, so this episode's mainly focuses on Richie. And just a little bit about Richie. He obviously works in a restaurant, but he's not a chef. Mm -hmm. um, he just he just helps out. He does like front of office, front of office, and kind of like he kind of manages the place before. Um, Maitre D or, or not by level. Second, Maitre D. Maitre D. Yeah, you might watch a the chef show. It's like a role that. within the Maitre D is. Oh, no, no idea. But go on. <laughs> do you watch Hell's Kitchen? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's the guy that does yeah. like he manages like the front the the, the front of house staff. Yeah. But when he communicates with the head chef. Chef. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly. essentially what Richard does for yeah, the most part. Yeah. Nice. So um so obviously throughout um season two they're still building the restaurant so everybody gets sent off to different places to develop the skills for when the bear opens. He yeah. gets sent off to uh, the best restaurant in, in the world in Chicago. Is in Chicago the world? It's one, I'm gonna assume it's one of the best in the world. Okay, but it's a restaurant that the Kami used to work at, and he's there and he works um. Um, in the in the front, as in like a waiter essentially. Yeah. But before that, at the start of so at the start in front season one, we can see that he's kind of struggling finding his place within um, this new um, system in in the restaurant. He's struggling to find his place. And at the beginning of episode one of season two, he has a conversation with Carmi saying that he he's trying to find his purpose. He doesn't know what his purpose is. Um, and there's also even a scene in um, episode six when they do the throwback scene and he's talking to um, his uncle saying that he doesn't want to work at a restaurant for too long. Yeah. Uh, I want to do something else. And then they ask him, like, what, what, what do you want to do? And he says, oh, I'm good with people, but doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah. So now fast forward to the next episode, episode seven, where we Richie's trying to find his purpose and he gets his purpose working at this restaurant by being, I guess, finding more of a system mm -hmm. and understanding the importance of making people happy not just not just by, by the food but the, by the service as well mm. and what i enjoy so much about episodes like like richie has had it hard i would say throughout season one and also throughout season two so to finally get an episode where like raw well, you, you find your footing mm. you finally find your purpose and for it to all come back from uh, episode six and episode one and everything that happened throughout season one for him to finally be in a place where okay now i know what i can offer not only to this restaurant but now i actually have a purpose in life mm. in in this particular in particular field it was nice it was it was good like i really enjoyed it in friday episode i was smiling when he eventually has a conversation at the end with coleman oh coleman yeah yeah yeah, yeah what's yeah, the first yeah. name 
What's Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Oh yeah. yes, she used to work with Kami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, so, sorry, I was in my own world. Yeah. So, so he has a conversation with Olivia Coleman, Coleman at the end, and then just like essentially solidifying like what you are able to offer. Um, not not just in, in your capability as a chef because that's not necessarily his bag, but just as a surface, um, a service has a human being and just make everybody more comfortable. And then from then on, we see like a, a, a slight shift in him in regards to how he focuses working within the bear and the t- purpose that he wants to offer to the restaurant. But yeah, I, j- I just love that episode. Yeah, you know, just kind this... of just before you go, yeah, 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 go there's a point in the episode where um, he called Kami. And he's like, you, you tried to get rid of me. You didn't yeah. believe in me. Yeah. I'll, I'll, but this yeah, was the point where he'd find his purpose. He had found his purpose by then, but he said, you didn't believe in me, but look at me now. I've actually found who who I want oh, yeah, to be. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of that episode with Olivia Coleman's character, she actually says, Kami believes in you. I remember, you, might, you said, uh, uh, why did you say that? I said, because you're good for people, which brings it back to... Superbly written, man. Yeah, man. Superbly written, generally. So, yeah, go Oh, no, no, no. So, I was, because... I'll make that point after you say that, to be fair. But, like, just... I love how in episode seven they kind of like show um or visualize how well kind of like how richie finds his purpose with like so first few times you know like every day kind of like starts a little bit like a groundhog day ish where it's like Routine, yeah. you know he wakes up you know gets out and stuff like that but like each new day his apartment gets tidier gets yeah cleaner, and like he's sorting out things and then the last moment up to a point where he's found his purpose like there's just a, pl- a fork i think that's or, or maybe like a napkin that's just like out of place and he just fixes it and goes out on about his day and it's just like that was kind of like the completion of his transformation mm-hmm. and stuff and i just thought that was so beautifully written as you said like the way they're able to just tell a story within a half an hour it's easily one of the best shows i've seen this year yeah. and it's it, it, yeah. it, it, it let's let's say they get four seasons out of this show it could be up there yeah, yeah. I, could have, be up there. I have one final point to make but like i'll let this go no 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 i was, I was just gonna say like in this world of like hustle culture grind culture oh my god you know you've got to be the boss and an entrepreneur and mm. especially you know like in like uh in this like overly toxic masculinity world in that case okay, like it's nice to kind of get stories where um where like the supporting cast stories sound as important as the main cast, yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying? And, and it's like you don't have to be like the 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 head chef to to have a purpose, you know? Okay, like like there's there's as as obviously if you, as obviously we know, there's various jobs in the world where and there's people that are more than satisfied with what they're doing, you know, and enjoy uh, what they're doing. You might not aren't or uh, um, uh, get it, but for them, it's it's what they want to do. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's uh, and I think a. Lot a lot of the time especially men when they're finding what they want to do and 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 that kind of stuff they're surrounded with with, with people telling them what to do yeah. you know so it's kind of nice that yeah to hear that story no yeah just one final point to make so like this is going back onto the first episode of season two uh where uh, cousin uh, or Richie I should say is having a conversation with Kami about finding his purpose and he's telling him the story about like the four friends where three have found their purpose and the one has just regressed uh, and this goes to speak of how well written the show is because in the last episode of uh, episode 10 where everybody's working Kami gets uh, yeah Kami gets stuck in the uh, in the freezer or in the fridge I should say and he's like fucking losing his shit right and they clocked it like there was like Kami's in freezer but the handle's broken we can't open it but we still need to get through this day and then all of a sudden 
everyone is working without Kami. And I thought that was a fantastic callback because it kind of like speaks to the conversation that he had with Richie, where Richie thought he was the one who was going to be left behind and regressing. Whereas if you look at it, Kami was the one who was left behind because if you look at throughout the entire season, Kami isn't Kami is the only character who has not made any notable progression, but actually regressed when he had his final conversation with Claire and he kind of like, you know, shared his honest feelings about it. And it was just such a beautiful callback in my opinion, where it was just like, oh, Richie wasn't actually talking about herself and the show made it like, oh, Kami is that one who's actually being left behind because Tina came back, amazing sous chef. Sid mm. was able to head chef the place without Kami. Marcus, fact. Marcus, fact. Like everyone was on the job. He regressed because of Claire, man. It's, I, I hate to be the guy to say it. No, no, time, it He regressed because of Claire. Well, and he I regressed would, because... I wouldn't say it was. Because it, but Do you still? Women. <laughs> he, he, he regressed because of his feelings for Claire. And he... Yeah. Look, let me, let me rephrase. He regressed because he didn't know how to manage his feelings for Claire yeah. whilst also being the leader of a team exactly. of people. He didn't know how to balance those two things because he's only ever known one thing, which is to be a very, very fucking good chef. Mm. That's all he's ever known. Yeah. And anything to do with feelings and loving somebody, it, he doesn't know what love is. He doesn't. He's, in terms of his relationship with his mother, never really experienced it. In terms of what you would call the typical um, traditional love anyway. Yeah. So um, I'm interested to see what they do with him in season three because I feel as though we're going to get a chaotic Kami in season three. I yeah. feel like he's going to go back to kind of who he was in season one and then we'll see how they develop it but yeah if you haven't watched the bear you're you're you're, you're lacking you're, you're, i can't lie you're go watch that show it's, it's stellar it's, it's stellar yeah. <laughs> um horse you've been kind of quiet because we've been talking about the bear and you haven't watched it because you're horse so talk to us what you have been watching <laughs> what have you been watching bro <laughs> nah, nah, uh, yeah um um uh series wise um a uh, couple of weeks ago i think two weeks ago uh, uh season four of um uh, uh, Titans on Netflix came out, um, which is one of like DC do as we know they do like their series is way better when they, when they do um, their f f films. But I remember uh, last year season one we were talking about this and I, and I said to you guys I'll watch it in season three, and um, and I said I hated it like I wasn't enjoy hate is a is a strong word it's it's just that it's just that like visually every season looks incredible it's so, it's mm. so dark like it's why i think zack snyder wanted for the wider universe because did this all the the first season started during like the snyder era okay so like it's what i imagine he would he would have wanted but it's, it's 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 dark but it's glossy you know and the characters are all it's like teen titles but they're all like grown up <laughs> do you know what i mean uh it's dope um but Season four is a lot better than season three. And season three, I generally, generally, generally think it fell off. You know, and I didn't know if we were going to get a season four. Um, but <coughs> they, but then uh, it turns out they shot the, the series um, back to back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So because obviously it came out last year and this year, which is mad quick. Um, or they're just trying to get rid of the contract and just trying to say, yo, uh, hurry up. But I enjoyed it better. Would I recommend it above like arrowverse and flash and all them ones there on other um ch uh, channels maybe <laughs> i think I, 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 arrowverse is better but i it's 
it relates more to our reverse than to flash so if you were to like wash it uh, sorry uh, and uh, watch it then bear that in mind <coughs> but the acting is incredible the guy that plays dick grayson who's a, who's who's a, obviously robin or um uh, nightwing. nightwing yeah dope super super dope um so yeah shout out to him and stuff um i would definitely recommend that uh and then you get like you you, uh, you get a very older grizzled batman in, in it and like i know you guys love batman so i would even watch for that reason as well um and you get like a batman that's like super old that's gone through it everyone's dead it's all fucking it's dark and shit and the budget by the way is is like a film budget like it looks okay. like a film budget you know and the writers i found out the other day are, are writing as they go which is i think is so fun it's what's so, that per episode yeah 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 it's so sick so in the first season sorry in the second season there's these two characters here oh, i forgot what 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 roles they play but they're married and they're and they're like these they're like superheroes with, with no powers but just sick fighters and shit yeah. okay and they, and um they were they were supposed to be in it for like two episodes I and mean, they end up being in it for like two seasons you know because they were just so good right and i love that so like i love like not really knowing what's gonna happen next but season one horror basically a horror it's about demons and shit it's crazy season two lit season well, is it like a horror show not not horror like it's horrible yeah like horror show okay sorry <laughs> yeah now yeah, yeah no it's full it's it's fully about like saving this like demon it's crazy and then season two uh you get a really nice history of batman characters like joker and, uh, and there's a there's like a lot of joker riddler references and and, and that kind of stuff is really really cool um and then he has his like full Nightwing transformation. Do you know what I'm saying? And and then season three, uh, horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, like the story made no sense. People were dying in and out. The sci-fi was was looking a bit mad. Like it just made no sense. Season four, though, enjoyable. Like the writing has gone back to how it how it was. But yeah, that that's that's a series that I've been watching at, um, at the moment. That's Jason, the rock has been thrown your way. You're now the point guard of the team. Okay. Uh, well, I think have all of us watched it. I'm gonna say they cloned Tyrone. I haven't watched it. No. I haven't watched it. No. I have. I have. I have. I have. And I just wanted to quickly touch up on it because John Boyega, I think, is one of the few black actors who picks interesting projects. In my opinion. Why is it interesting? Interesting. So they cloned Tyrone. He's good, by the way. He is good. No, 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 no. That, like, I, when I say interesting, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. just like, he's one of the few notable actors where it's like, when he picks a project, he picks a film, he doesn't typically pick what, with air quotes, most black actors would pick, you know? And, uh, and the cast was good. The cast was good. So, uh, just to give a quick premise on, on they cloned Tyrone. So, uh, they cloned Tyrone follows John Boyega's character who plays... Uh, essentially a drug dealer in an american fontaine yeah in, in an american like kind of like your general depiction of the hood so right. to speak right and um you know he's doing going about his drug dealing days and he gets shot up but but it's it's very it's very groundhog -like. um, yeah it's very groundhog like and then he wakes up so after he has he the same shot, routine he wakes up every day exactly and it's very groundhog like and you're thinking to yourself like what the hell is going on 
and then he runs into um, Slick. Slick, who's like Jay Fox's character, and Yo Yo, and Yo Yo, who's played by isn't is he Diana Paris? Yes, who played, but that's who's Miss Marvel. Yeah, uh, Monica Brembo. Yes, lit. She was dope, by the way. She was dope, and you know. He obviously doesn't have any memories of him getting shot, but Slick and Yo-Yo are telling him like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sorry." So he 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 uh, he gets shot in a parking lot, and Slick and Yo-Yo see him get shot, and then he dies. Yeah. And then and then the next scene is like he just wakes up again, and then he's like, "What the hell happened?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's fine." Evan just goes around. Evan goes back to his like normal day, mm. um, and then Slick and Yo-Yo see him later on and be like. <laughs> like, Why are you here? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then he's like, yo, like we talk about, and and this and that, and then they're like, nah, you you're dead. Like, then, yeah, it was it, it yeah, was then, it's a cool premise. Yeah, exactly, it's a cool premise. And then not to you know spoil the whole thing, but it kind of like di- deep dives into conspiracies, into like real life conspiracies in the sense of like how <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> the clawing black people. Remember what did you see that Gucci Mane when he came out? Yes, yes, What I enjoyed about the film is that, like, they, <laughs> yeah. I, the way they played into kind of like these real life conspiracies, folks. Uh, there's a lot of film references. A lot of film references. A lot of film references, and it just feels like that the director has a love for film in general, and especially for sci-fi. And what I find uh, so interesting is like the fact that John Boyega is just picking these projects, and it had a very um, is it Attack the Block? Yeah, yeah, like it, it, yeah, it, 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 it did. It had those vibes, where in the sense of like where it's just like you don't, if ever you get like a sci-fi film that's set in kind of like a very minority black kind of like neighborhood and stuff like that. And I just thought to myself like, okay, cool, we should have more of that but that's kind of like probably where my positives shout out to mo he's one that told me to go watch it and but he was like oh it's my the film of the year da, da, da. mo doesn't know film okay, okay all right <laughs> right i'm a we are we are professional film critics okay that's what we are yo i kept i, I kept him kept saying that to him he was getting very angry you know what i mean yeah but like like i was trying to say to him yeah like it, it's it's a good film right but jimmy fox uh, uh, Yo-Yo, who's played by sorry, what, what's her name? Tiana Paris. Tiana Paris. Um, John Baker had to play hood people. Sorry, ha- had to play black people from the hood. It's not the hardest role to like to and play. Why is, that, why, is that, why is that your critique? Mm? Why is that? It sounds like you're critiquing that. No, like, like, like I'm I'm critiquing it in a way where it's like it's it's not a groundbreaking role for uh, for them i think that it's if, if if you're gonna praise anything it's the premise of the film yes okay i don't think it's the execution of it like the uh, 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 the execution was fine but that's it like like it wasn't like oh my god it's like 8.5 or da, 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 da. i don't think so the execution of what sorry of the actual film of like so was the acting good yeah so then the story it sounds like the issue is more the story than the acting no I, well for me it was the, like, acting, the acting was good was but but you expect it it was it was nothing but you can still praise good acting the, yes but there wasn't one or two or three standout uh, performances they were all just good you know like like nothing there wasn't I, I, I don't know about you guys in here but there wasn't like like a, like a moment okay where I where I, I, I was like wow 
Do you know what it is? There wasn't just, one moment. Because your like tone that. sounds like you're critiquing, but you haven't told me why you didn't. I know it's okay, okay, okay. It was, it was like mundane. Is it because it was overhyped to you? It was oversold. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, no, me, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. For me, it was definitely oversold, right? Because like before I watched this, good film, point. I've just seen like a lot of people like doing TikToks about it, and I've seen quite a few. Yeah. You know where they're like all of a sudden not. I didn't see that. You know, we just mo. They're like they're not touching like any you know like products or anything like that because they're worried they're gonna get cloned next and stuff like that. I'm thinking okay, like I'll check it out. Oh, uh, and that's that's pretty funny. It's funny and but like as you were saying like the execution of it was fine. Where it's just like they picked very seasoned actors who were good. What I it wasn't hard roles to play. Yeah, it wasn't hard roles to play in my opinion because like what they just did were like okay cool, you're playing a prostitute a drug dealer and a pimp and it's like be the most stereotypical version of those things and what they what the what uh, Jamie Foxx John Boyega and uh, Paris. Paris yes that's cool, out of us yeah <laughs> uh, they've played those roles very well especially right? Jamie Foxx by the way he could play it with his eyes closed man yeah exactly um, but I feel like what it is or what limited them from a good performance to a great performance is that the character writing where it's just like because you like they've been so boxed in with the characters that they're supposed to play with the archetypes and everything that they had no room to express themselves mm -hmm. and it's like 100%. you know if you're getting a role where the maximum you could get is a seven out of ten performance we can't praise that any more than that. But then, I mean? but then, like you would, de you would depend on the supporting cast, right? I thought that the eventual villain or villains, I, th I thought they were crap. I thought they were awful. That white dude that Keith was like Sutherland, played by Keith Sutherland, also horrible. a very seasoned actor. Yeah, he's very seasoned. Yeah, he was crap, and he was, he was, and again, yeah. But he, and he played the typical, you know. You know, you know, like how sometimes he, black people when they talk was about like a like leader. the government or something like they talk about it in the sense of like, oh, the man. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, he played like, that. He played the man. Yeah. And yeah, he like you could tell he phoned it in okay. and whatnot. Yeah. And it's just like like as at the end, like it was still a very passable performance. Well, that's the right? thing though. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that I can praise though, the ending was pretty cool. Yeah, I I liked. Okay. John Vegas, there was a scene, okay, where like uh, John Vega like eventually faces uh, one of the people that's like behind this, but it's not, but it's not behind the whole thing, you know. And the person that the conversation that he has with that person is really it. it that's the only interesting part that it was, and I, I actually super love that because I don't want to spoil it, okay. So I'm not gonna say it, but the person who who he has a a, a combo with, and the actor that he has a, a combo with, super interesting, right? And then uh, roll the credits, and uh, we you, uh, we get to finally see why it's called they cloned Tyrone. Oh, the post the post credit was the funny. post credit. <laughs> I told I called uh, people and 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 told them I like that now because I feel like the second film is going to be better. But you think it's going to be a second? yeah. We will have to be. The whole series is based off a, a guy whose name isn't. Sorry, who's bro? It's based off a, a, a guy called uh, Tyrone, but he's not in the series at all. No, but the, I think that's the point, isn't it? Where it's just like nah, like it's just the name of the film because they. No, I thought it, it was it, a black I, thing, yeah. but when they referenced it, that 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 di directly. Yeah, but where are you gonna go from there? Like it. 
it doesn't leave. It's a whole different city. What do you mean? That's a... To do the same thing. But that's a different conversation for another day. This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. All right, that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to rate Vay cloned uh, Tyrone a 5-3. Five, 5-3? Three. Five, three. Yeah. Actually quite low. I'll give it like, yeah, low 6. Uh, Estelle? Low six. Okay, cool. Still sick, bro, it's been like a month. Because <laughs> you get away. <laughs> but yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. Um, are we still ro- oh, going? Yeah, we are going. We're on. Yeah. Okay. We'll oh, uh, I guess over to me then. Yeah. Yeah, it is over to you. Yeah. I, I like, wanted someone to say, oh, there's your point guard now. Um, okay. I was, I was going to say that um, I like the way you just hijacked the mic from them. Oh, see, you've segued me and I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> horrible human being, man. I wasn't going there. Oh, you're horrible. Oh, man. Um, let's do it. That no, was good. good. That was a good segue. I hate you. I know. There was another Apple TV show I wanted to talk about. Uh, we, could, we could do that first. We'll do it after. That's cool. No, it was a good segue. Um, I don't know how many people... Listen, this has been all over my TikTok for like a couple of weeks prior. <laughs> So, um, Hijack is a seven-part mini thriller series created by George K, and it stars Idris Elba. Jason made an egregious statement earlier. Would you like to repeat yourself before we carry oh, on? Oh, that was nasty. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we, you shall. You can okay. then take it back. Okay. All right. Nah, I'm going to have to stand on it. But anyway, uh, I was saying that he's still living of this Stringer Bell hype. Um, okay. Go on. Yeah. I think that's egregious. That's one of the most, that's a crazy thing to say about just Elba, bro. Sometimes you need to make egregious statements. You got to no, really. Yeah. If that gets caught, then yeah, you might have won. <laughs> um, the whole uh, it, Lufa, oh man, bro. Yeah, obviously, obviously, Lufa is an iconic. I was, being, I was being egregious, and Lufa is. It's an, that's an iconic BBC series, British Broadcast Corporation series. Oh, definitely watch Hijack. Um, but yeah, uh, Lufa, um, Lufa, I could talk about Lufa all day. Hijack is a, as I said, it's a mini thriller series, seven episodes. Was oh, it? Yeah, seven yeah. episodes, Apple Plus TV series. Um, it follows a character called Sam, who is a talented business negotiator, and he has to use his skill to sort of broker a deal with the hijackers on a plane from mm. Dubai into London. So essentially, within reason, every episode is an hour, and that's an hour of the flight from Dubai into London. Um, oh, that's fucking that's sick. And for the majority of the of our time watching the series, it's spent on the plane with the various passengers. And and one thing I really appreciated is they gave us sort of different insights into from first class, the types of people that you might see in a first class to business class to premium economy, for example. Um, different type of characters you might meet, some people that you might get along with, the others that you can't stand being on a flight with, the noisy mum, the noisy kids, the uppity businessman in business class, for example gives us really good insights into that it gives us great insights into the different hijackers as well mm-hmm. um but one of the things i really appreciated about this series is the way they kind of give us in the first episode they give us stakes for why sam really needs to get back to his family yep. he's got an estranged wife and his son who has now met a new fella a white police officer um we get to see the difficulties of the son's relationship with with the with her new partner yeah. And obviously Sam still loves his wife at the end of the day. He hasn't, you know, the typical, not typical, but you know, the I haven't gotten over my wife yet. I still love her, even though mm. she's left me, she's found someone new. Um, so it does a really good job of just sort of raising stakes through that. I think the intensity of the series is really good. It doesn't rely on too much action, would you say, Manny? Mm, yeah, but the action yeah. that we do get is good when we yeah. get it. Um, and I think that's what's really good. I think the they use Sam really well. He doesn't have to play the archetypical superhero who's gonna you know, sort of 
save the day through yeah. his powers and his strengths. Um, somewhat similar to, for me anyway to the character Luthor, uh, who was a very intelligent police officer. Um, and Sam is similar in a sense of he is very talented at negotiating, right? And that's how he sort of has to work his way around the uh, the hijackers. Mm. Um, it has the tone and feel feel of a BBC drama. So if you've watched Absolutely. Bodyguard, if you've watched Night of Duty, if you've watched uh, Luthor, it has that, that sort of feel. Um, so if you're looking for something easy, not easy to watch, if you're looking for something to, to maybe watch within over a weekend, uh, it's a really, really good watch. Um, Eve Miles, I want to shout out as well. She plays Alice Sinclair, who's an air traffic controller at London Heathrow. She is really good in this series as well. But there's some very, uh, there's some faces that you, you will recognise when you watch this as well. Obviously, Idris Elba is Idris Elba for me. He does really, really well in the in the series as well. Um, but yeah, Manny, give me your thoughts. I know you've watched it as well, so you might have yeah. contradiction or uh, agreement. F first quick shout out to George Kay, who was one of the creators of um, Hijack. Um, he's also worked on Criminal, Lupin. Um, Lupin's, if you, Lupin's good. Lupin's the, uh, good man. If you guys remember um, a Mad Fat Diary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he worked on that as well. Um, and, and the first season of Killing Eve. It's got, so it's got a good, good review. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah Hijack is really good. Um, not, not to uh, repeat some of, the, some of the things that guys said. It's really enjoyable. And I think one of the best selling points in, in a way that I would convince people to watch it is that each episode essentially ends on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. um, and makes you more like attached to you find out what, what's happening next week. And I'm glad that I watched it on a week-to-week -week basis because mm -hmm. it made me anticipate the next episode and I was looking forward to it um, a lot more rather than binging it uh, all at once. I don't think I would enjoy it as much if I watched all of it in, in a one-seven-hour sitting, if I'm being completely honest. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, good, it's a good series. It's got good acting and you know how much I love... Um, Good British acting, um, yeah. my, my absolute drug. That's your bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My absolute drug. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, it's, it's just a good series. Good series. Yeah, it's just a really good series. What would you, what, what would you give it rating wise, bro? Okay, I think I feel like when I first watched it, I feel up to the last episode, I would have given it like an eight point five eight. But I think I've settled. Hell. I think I've settled down on that seven point five. Seven point five, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I agree, and I think they left it on a. The thing is with the title uh, hijack, it could easily have a season two they don't have to and Idris Elba has said that they haven't confirmed whether they'll do one but because of his the nature of his character who he is and the, there's still so many there's still quite a few stories left untold in terms of his relationship with his estranged wife and his son uh, her her new fella her new guy the guy that she's seeing um, and obviously there was one of the guys that still got away right yeah. the hijackers that was on the ground yeah. one of the things they do really well as well I guess there's a nice balance of the on the ground stuff the politics the, mm. the, the the way politicians and police and the airports have to sort of work together on the ground alongside the stuff that's going on on the plane so it's a nice balance the stakes on the ground aren't as high obviously yeah. because there's nothing much going on other than them trying to sort out what's going on the news are involved as well but yeah it's a good series man I'd give it a Seven five as well, so it's a good watch. It's on Apple. Damn. Yeah, go watch it, man. It's a good series. Yeah, I'm, to be fair, it's on my list because it, it. I like the marketing. It looked cool. So it's good, man. The, the marketing, like from what you guys said about the show, like because from what I've seen, like the trailers and whatnot, it was very action focused. Like the trailers and whatnot, so it's actually quite interesting to hear that. By the way, yeah, speaking about like British like series and stuff, yeah. Um, when I was in Paris, obviously you know, there's like one an English uh, channel. Mm. I couldn't go to sleep here. And I, I watched like six episodes of this series and it was only like seven episodes. So I missed the final episode and I'm pissed about. 
don't know what the name of it is. Yeah. You know any of the actors? Hell no. But I'm going to tell you the premise, yeah? Because it's definitely not new. Okay. But it was freaking sick. Or I was just bored and had to watch it, yeah? But it's basically like this terrorist, right, in London. And the terrorists are like, uh, uh, are like bombing uh, different parts of London. Um, and then the main uh, person, the main protagonist is um, this woman who is part of the bomb squad right and then uh it, essentially they find out that somebody within her bomb squad is actually one of the terrorists you know um that's they, they they find out like super later um but like he's trying to frame the muslim community that they're doing it mm. you know and then um there's there's a mad scene in the in one of the the um, episodes where he rigs uh he rigs a car that her brother's in and her brother is like, is like, if he's driving this car, he drives it into a park uh, because obviously she um, she tells him to, and the bomb squad um, get there, but she gets there first, and she runs over and she and she um, she she um, uh, says to him like, yo, if you open that door, it it will like like be like blow up. And I thought it was one of the sickest scenes I've ever seen yet in TV because. Um, she's like shouting at him saying trust me trust me stay there and she and she she runs over and they're trying to figure out how to defuse this bomb when, when it's inside the car but they can't get inside the car yeah. so it's mad it's so intense you know what i'm saying that stuff and then a timer starts it's like two minutes or so or, um, or something like that so they're, they're rushing duh, 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 and then and then it gets to like 30 seconds and she realizes okay wait a minute we can't get in okay because it's a fake timer it, it 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 only gets triggered if the door opens right so she runs over to him and she says to him don't open the door don't open the door and you're fine and she's shouting at him and obviously he's a grown man by the way he but he's like and she runs off okay um to get the rest of the the bomb kit and when she runs off he starts going well, where are you going and then he and then he he opens the door and it blows up and her it wasn't her, her thinking her brother dies and it's mad okay because because like for that second you you contemplate life you know what i mean okay you go like you're being told that just just but he's watching the time go down it's such a psychological like experiment there and i kept thinking to myself would i open the door obviously in hindsight i'd look at it and say no yeah you wouldn't right like but then you'd be like there's a timer inside it doesn't make, make, make sense for me to to open a door and dip anyways i i, I didn't know how that ended because i didn't see the, the last episode so um if anyone knows what that show is please let me know it's a british series uh yeah, sure. yeah. Cool. Bet, bet, bet. um the other series that i was gonna talk about until manny segued beautifully by the way so that was actually very well executed What's the shit? i've been making a few basketball references today in terms of the rock and point guard i've been watching an american sports drama series called Swagger. So uh, going into it, I wasn't really too eager to watch it. Um, I'd seen a few TikToks about it, as we do. TikTok yeah. kind of gives us everything these days. Yeah, platform. Um, it's an Apple Plus TV again. Nice. So I, I had just finished watching Hijack and I'd watched the Steph Curry doc again. And sort of Apple TV will give you things to watch. Swagger came up. I was like, it's, it's basketball. So where can I go wrong? Yeah. Um, and the first couple of episodes, I was a bit, this is all right. Um, but as you get into it, bro, it's, 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 it's a very enjoyable 
series and you don't have to like basketball to watch this show. What's it centered around? Uh, there's a young boy called Jace Carson. It's loosely based on the experiences of Kevin Durant, who's an exec producer of the series. Okay. Yeah, he's an exec producer. It's loosely based on his experiences as a young teen prodigy and the pressures that come from being sort of that young, talented um, player. So it follows a guy called Jace Carson and it kind of explores the pressures of being, as I said, a teen prodigy, pressures from parents, teachers, coaches, scouts, uh, social media, your friends, um, expectations that are selling the high expectations that come from obviously he's a young black man his mum he's a she's a single mother and he's got a fellow sister with him and it, it follows his journey throughout his time in school um, that's the first season anyway um, and I really enjoyed the first season it kind of also delves into the themes of like police brutality yeah, child, abu abuse, child abuse child neglect yeah. um, the pressures of social media as I mentioned it's a really really good series and as it gets further into it the better it becomes uh, if you're looking for like a, a recognisable face O'Shea Jackson Jr oh. plays his coach uh, called Ike who was one, once upon a time also a child teen prodigy in terms of basketball going to be the next up in high school then college and then NBA didn't quite work out for him and how their stories all intertwine it follows so many different characters as well there's it does a really good job of showing you the diff difficulties of all the children and the parents, um, the pressures of being young, black and American. It's like, genuinely, I'd really recommend it whether you like basketball or not, because um, there's so much more to the stories in this series. There's a particular scene, like in the restaurant. Was it a restaurant? Oh, like, oh, that scene in oh. was just like, because I saw, I, like, I saw a bunch of scenes on TikTok and like, I ended up not deciding to watch a show because I just thought to myself, like, it's a, not that I have experienced it all my day to days, mm. whatnot, but like, it just kind of like that sort of experience just felt so a little bit too real. Okay. I was just like, do you know what? Maybe this is not for me. Because, mm. <laughs> um, like, as you said, like, focus on the difficulties of being, you know, a young black American and stuff like that. And you're just like, fuck, like, it's, it's hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, O'Shea Jackson like as an actor like I would like to see him more stuff we've been seeing in like a few things like you know I think his best role is still in Ingrid Goes West is it Ingrid Goes West? Straight Compton bruv yeah that too but like he wanted to go with the, the less obvious one I think uh, <laughs> nah I, but, think that's, I think that's where he was there was a role where I thought he'd be sick at which was what I thought he would have done better at which was it was also an Obi-Wan no oh yeah but what's the film Godzilla, King Kong, not Godzilla. Yeah, God Godzilla. He, he was in. What do you think he'll be good as a Godzilla? No, he was in Godzilla. Tried it. Tried it. But but his role was too small, man. You know what I mean? Like, but he played this like this like uh, uh, this like army dude mm. and stuff. And like, but his role was just too small. And I was just like, oh. Talented actor. Talented actor. Yeah. Um, but now this series is really good. There's a there's a. I want to shout out to Solomon Arama as well who plays a character called Phil one of Jace's teammates mm -hmm. like very complex character and there's a lot of like difficulties with his parents and his upbringing but has talents it, it's a you know what I'm going to say it's, a, it's like a, a high seven for me this series okay. oh, wow. um, like I'd really recommend it season two has a particular scene that almost brought me to tears uh, season two episode how five. many seasons are there? it's in the second season now which okay. just came out maybe this month oh, okay. the second there's an episode in the season which almost like almost brought me to tears it's a very emotional episode um, the season's really good man like season 2 started strong as well season 2 kind of takes there's two seasons there's there's two this the second season is out just like within the last month oh yeah um, and it kind of 
that, that's from them in the sort of school into high school or is it colleges? One of the two. Um, uh, but yeah, good series. Definitely recommend it whether you like basketball or not. But if you do like basketball, you're going to take so much more from it. Some of the basketball scenes are really, really good as well. Like, mm-hmm. like ever so slightly dramatic camera shots and the angles and stuff <laughs> to, to show you how skilled these kids are. But no, it's a good show, man. Definitely recommend it. Um, Dope. Manny, I'm going to throw the rock to you. <clears throat> what are your experiences as, like, as, a, as a black man, like, just generally speaking? I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that question. It came real deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what dreams do you have? <laughs> <laughs> you were going down there. <laughs> um, what, what dreams do I have? That's so funny because I was literally about to fall asleep, so I was dreaming while I was black. But anyways... Um, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. <laughs> um, I guess writing, de- definitely. Nice. R- writing a book, something that I like to do. Definitely. I'd, I'd read your book. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'd definitely read your Talented book. Talented writer, man. Much appreciate Yeah. Now, you know what it is? I, 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 like, like, even if someone else wrote it for you, I, I just think that you, you have an intriguing mind. Okay. Yeah. So even if, like, you, you, you sat there and had, like, 50 pages of notes and then someone else put it together that's, that still make that still would make sense to me thank you best compliment you ever given me yeah to be fair <laughs> it's because of the of the the black mirror thing like i like i i, I went went uh, back and saw that and i was like rough you know what i mean so yeah, it was pretty deep thank you you know the reason I segued that because I didn't want to talk about three three things I've watched in a row, so I tried to like sort of throw you into it and then lure me back in. So you've been watching, you've watched an episode of. Dream. Oh, what's, what's all of it? Oh, you finished it now, yeah. Okay, so I'm you good. can control, you can control the attack, the, the ball. Okay. Ball. So what's Dream? Um, Dreaming Whilst Black is a um, a TV show by I'm gonna butcher your name and I do apologize. Um, a Jani Salmon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's the um, he, he he wrote the series, directed the series. Actually, not he didn't direct the series. He wrote the series and started the series. We, Kobe was actually one of the directors. Um, remember, we went to watch um, uh, DBK. DBK. He features, he features yeah. in it as well. Does yeah, he? Not not him. I think there was a phone call or it was like a podcast episode, and he was speaking about writing. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And also, even um, remember when we watched the DBK one? There was the. Teju's Tales. Yes, I remember. So, so, yeah. so the writer, director of that one, she's also in the in the podcast. She's in the very first one. When I saw nice. the name, I, I quickly recognized. Well, um, Kobe's a friend of the show, and he's gonna come on. And the only reason why he hasn't come on, by the way, is because he goes church on, on Sundays. So, so he was like, if he's coming on, do it on on a a, a Saturday. I mean, I'm sure we can accommodate that. Yes, sir. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I just know about um, uh, Dream Was Black. It's about a person that works within recruitment, or a black man that works within recruitment in a very w- a white space. Um, and obviously, this is not the job that he wants to like do for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, um, his dream is to become a filmmaker, and he tries to um, uh, go on the scheme to um, get funding to um, show, showcase his film, his short film, and essentially being made. Uh, and I think what I can mainly take away from the series is the importance and the difficulty of sacrifice. Yeah. Um, because he's struggling to be able to 
work his full-time job as a recruiter but also be able to pitch um his his, his film his short film um because he's having meetings in the middle of the day um he has spent he has sacrificed going to an arsenal game or doing something with his friends nice. because he has spent the, the evening writing uh, for the next short film and throughout the whole um six episodes it, it it covers like quite a lot of things it covers about um um i guess the, the history of of the uk and its relationship with um the, the, the country to colonize uh, it covers um <coughs> the issue that uh, black women may have within hospitals and, and not being able to um get the right treatment or the treatment that, that, that they should get uh and it also covers like work work, work racism and, and, th and things of that nature but it's not like too i want to say it's not like too heavy within it there's like quite a lot of comedy um as, as you will find within black shows whenever i feel like with black shows the one thing that they do really well is that when we do cover trauma anything difficult there's always humor within it because mm -hmm. i feel like us as black people that's how we deal with things we always make jokes on the back of that and i feel like time, yeah, yeah and i feel like that's how you can make can, can see a clear distinction when there's a show that just wants to use trauma to to tell a story rather than actually talking about the, the lived experience yeah. which is tra trauma and trying to deal with that trauma with with humor so on and so forth but yeah so the show like uh, we see the character through his journey into trying to become a filmmaker and the struggles and difficulties that he has doing that um but essentially becoming a freelancer or essentially becoming um, unemployed and working and trying to take like odd jobs like working for um their version of uh, uber eats mm. um so on and so forth um but yeah and it's a good got a good cast um i really appreciated the the, the supporting actors uh, even the own journey that they went on was was really good there's a scene with um with um, the main character whose name is Quabena, and he yeah. has a scene with uh, Demi Ladipo, who plays uh, Maurice, um, and they have a scene at the hospital once Maurice has a child, and it's re really emotional. The conversation they have, uh, but yeah, I just felt like it was um, like enjoyable to watch. It was funny. I feel like the scenes that they, they showed us was honest and true. Like I know these characters, like I know these people. Um, I've I've worked with these people. Um, I've grew up with these people, so on and so forth. But yeah, it was really really well written, um, and I'm really looking forward to look for the second season. Nice. Good series. I mean, Manny's kind of said everything that I would have said. Um, the blending of humour <clears throat> with the opportunity to educate people that are going to watch this, whether it's ourselves or uh, white, white people, Asian people, the, the, there's learning opportunities there. So, for example, don't touch my hair. Mm. Oh. Especially, especially more so <laughs> oh, for people that have either grown locks or hairs or afros, especially women, don't touch my hair. Don't condescend me and touch me. Oh, your hair is so beautiful. Like, don't touch me. That, that's just one example of, of mm. the way they kind of use the, the humour to tell a story of the lived experiences of, of black people. Um, the, one of the scenes, it's so funny. There's, a, there's two scenes that ring to mind. The first one is uh, in the first start of the first episode where Quabena's in the office and he's, he's one of his colleagues comes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one of his colleagues comes up to him and he's like, uh, oh, there's this girl, I need some help with her. Um, and he tries to describe her without actually calling her a black woman. Yeah. Like he goes so many different ways, wriggles and worms. And the woman is like, she, she's a black girl. Isn't she? She's like, oh, she likes spicy food. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was very well executed in terms of the humor. And I, and and the other one was the uh, the you know the, the scene where he pays <laughs> when he pays brilliant scene. I love that. When he scene. pays for the, uh, the, the for the bill and he yeah got, yeah it's 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 hilarious. Um, because aside from the, the educational aspect I think they do the, the lived experiences of black people so like let's say you've gone on a date and you're trying to impress the girl's friends 
oh yeah, let me cover the bill. You have, have you really got the money? Yeah. And then the scene at the end when he has to call the bank and says, oh, someone's done for the money. Someone's taking my money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's and, a, it's, and it's even the scene where he's contemplating uh, whether, like, everyone's like, oh, should we split the bill? He's like, but I only got a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. We've all, we've all been through that, bro. Yeah. One of the things they did well was that they kind of give, gave you the perspective of what Cabernet was thinking mm. um, alongside what he actually executed in his yeah. actions. Um, so yeah, it's very well written. Johnny Simon did did very very well with this. It was piloted in two thousand and one as a oh, series, wow. and then broadcasted two thousand twenty one. What did I say? Two thousand one. Sorry, excuse okay. me. Yeah, twenty twenty one. And then it was developed into a series, which was broadcasted on the BBC BBC Three last month, July twenty fourth. So. If you need something to watch, 30 odd minutes per episode, very funny, yeah. very educational, very easy to watch, go check out Dreaming Whilst Black. And it's a mostly black cast, you're gonna have a good yeah. time. One thing that I'll also add, like to do this um, film, um, to do this part in the show where he kind of daydreams, and then his thoughts get, get away with him, and then he brings her back. Um, and, what, and one reason why I really appreciated that is because we can easily get scenes where he faces like discrimination, and then he goes off. And to me, like, if that was actually happening in real life, it would feel cringy because people won't react like that, like, right away. But you will think it. And I feel like that was, like, a, a really good way to showcase, like, what black people were thinking in that moment. But then this is what they all actually yeah, say. Yeah. And sometimes not even just about um, any uh, any race relations. It's even the scene that um, uh, guys just brought up with paying at the restaurant. It's like, some some of the thoughts that come come out of your head is like, like, oh, I, this I bill was mad. This bill was yeah. mad. It's like, I only had the soup. <laughs> but reality is like... Oh, yeah, let's, what, let's split it. Yeah, let's split it. No, in reality, it's like, I'll, I'll pay for everything because that's your missus and the bridges. Oh, yeah. It's going to look like a bum, innit? Um, so, <laughs> but no, but, but those are realities. So, uh, so I did appreciate the fact that they showcase like the different thoughts that you have about actually trying to put that within the reality mm. that they're living in because it will take me out of the stories. Like, this is not really realistic. People won't react like this. But yeah, you've got a a a gun, all right? Yes, I do. All right, cool. That's a crazy thing to just randomly her, say. Um, <laughs> your first birthday with her, as in her um, her birthday, she mm. brings out five girls. Are you paying for the whole thing? I mean, she wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> I, no, but that's the scenario that I know, but I don't think I could... I can't imagine being that scenario with her. It's, it's an if. Uh, but it's, it's such a weird thing, bro. <laughs> like, I, like, I can literally cannot imagine her <laughs> being that inconsiderate, bringing five other friends, and then all her friends expecting me to pay. She, she's, she is expecting Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is, this is, you were... <laughs> I know, you're, you're, you're t- but I can't picture that because I can't imagine doing that. All right, cool. A different girl, okay. I wouldn't be with her. <laughs> no, but but you don't you you, you don't know this fact about. I hope she asks your own question. What about you? Because you might have that experience or have lived it before. No, I've lived it before, but like I wouldn't pay no. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I would. It, there's a certain number. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I I think that's what it is. Like for like I think I I, I think like if it's my girl's birthday, and I've been up for longer than a year. I think that's key, right? Mm-hmm. One. one. Um, and if you're inviting your friends, number one, we'd ha- we we would have that conversation prior. Yeah. But if we didn't, if we didn't, and I was put on the spot there, no, because you're putting me on the spot. That's a mad thing, okay? Or two, I would go in there with a backup mindset of, all right, cool, like I'm paying like three bills max, or uh, just, yeah, right? So sure I pay it, and then afterwards I'll talk to her and say, yo, by the way, you checked me, you know? Okay, you could have Okay, safe. But I, my f- foundational answer is nah. I wouldn't pay. Um, before we wrap up, are there anything other shows also Jason between you two that you'd like to 
either recommend or you sort of explain why you've any, been watching uh, it before we any before German we shows or like uh, any German shows or any shows what? based in MK? As we are covered quite a lot today. International. Oh, there's no. just one show that we recommend. What uh, is it? Bloodhounds, which is a uh, Korean show, Ooh. probably an action-based show. It follows two protagonists who are boxers, right? One of them who's nice. kind of like you know very nice sticks to the rules and the other one is kind of like you know very um out loud you know confident and stuff like that now the nice guy out of the boxes comes from a poor family and his mum is kind of like getting scammed by these loan sharks mm -hmm. they send people to kind of like fuck up her cafe that she owns and stuff like that now those two characters are then just kind of like trying to defend it the cafe as well as trying to find the people who are actually in charge of the loan sharks and trying to you know get that money back for his mom and stuff like that it's a show that is quite heavily action based so if you like action uh watch that the fight choreography is really really good like i'm not much uh, i'm not knowledgeable on boxing but like they do a really nice thing where they explain what they do while they're boxing so like you're kind of like getting a lesson on how mm. to box while watching throughout the show it's it's quite good that's one i would recommend nice cool man um i think we're gonna wrap it up for today i think really good episode good to be back in the studio obviously shout out to kyle you know the vibes every time thank you for gracing us with your presence estelle it's always a pleasure to have you in the building manny always a pleasure Huss, jason with the post credit scene boys if you haven't already done so and you do enjoy any of our content whether you see it on your tiktok feed your instagram or your youtube youtube shorts drop a like and follow if you enjoyed yourself do you know what i'm saying we're here to provide some vibes um post credit scene boys over and out let's go baby this is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14hq